Welcome, everybody, to the final episode of 2019 of the Lodges Podcast. This is episode 22 with Sam Speaker, who is the founder and CEO of GamerPod. To give you a quick preview, GamerPod is a soundproof phone booth that is essentially a professional streaming setup with a high-end PC, high-end monitor, microphone, headset, everything that you would need at home to have a professional quality stream is in this GamerPod capsule, essentially. And so Sam and his team are really up to some cool things with it. They currently have one that is located in Philadelphia at a land center called Tap Esports Center. Um, So we talk all about that. We talk about a sponsorship that they received from Logitech, which was really exciting for their team as they are a new company. So that was really cool and exciting to hear about. So we talk about all that and more on the episode. I think this is something that's really innovative and creative that a lot of people will enjoy hearing about and learning more of. So without further ado, you're about to listen to The Lodges Podcast. We are live for another episode of the Lodges podcast. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez. Um, to any Lou listeners, this is a podcast where we host and interview business professionals, streamers, pro players, all involved in the gaming and esports space. Um, just have them on and kind of hear their story and what they're working on currently. So, this is episode 22. It is the last episode before we head into the new year. So, I'm super excited to do this. Um, before we get to our guest real quick, we do have a new five-star rating. Um, so if you're a new listener, typically what we do is any five-star ratings left on Apple podcasts. I read them live on the following episode. Um, so we have a new review from Paul Gagalardi and Paul, I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. Um, but his review says, yo Juan, just listened to your episode with Austin Anderson and really enjoyed it. Looking forward to binge listening to the rest of your podcast. Keep up the great work. Um, so, Paul, thank you for for going on there and taking your time to drop that review, um, as well as everyone else that's dropping five-star reviews, whether or not you leave a note or not. We really appreciate that. It helps the podcast uh, move up in the charts and become easily accessible and discovered by other and new listeners. Um, so really appreciate all of the listeners. Um, so to jump into it, again, this is episode 22. We have with us Sam Speaker who is the founder and CEO of GamerPod. So Sam, thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited. So happy to be here, man. I'm excited to be the the last episode in 2019, get 2020 up to a, a strong start. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. No, this is, I'm excited that you get to kind of round out the year and round out the first four months of this. So um, it'll be cool. So obviously really excited with everything you guys are doing with GamerPod. Um, and we'll hop into all of that and, and kind of what GamerPod is. But typically at the beginning, I always just like to, for context of the listeners, if you just want to give us, you know, kind of your personal story from childhood kind of to where you're at now, um, that would be great to hear. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I guess I guess we can kind of take it way back. Uh, I was born in 1992. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, in central Pennsylvania. And uh, that's where I was born and raised. Um, a little town called Camp Hill, um, you know, big, big sports town. I went to a big high school called Cumberland Valley, uh, big, you know, larger school, graduated with a thousand people in my class. Wow. Uh, you know, I played, played soccer there all four years. Um, 
But, you know, during that whole time, also very competitive uh, in video games. So big time Halo 3 guy myself. Uh, played with a lot of the big names that, that, you know, a lot of your listeners have probably heard of to date. A nice. lot of those guys are, you know, they're, they're becoming pros in all different uh, of the modern games. So people like Ninja, Snipe Down, Nade Shot. You know, I was playing uh, online with all those guys in the MLG playlist. Really? <laughs> okay. high school. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know a few of those guys. I've uh, played with them a lot. That was before they were a big deal. Those were the MLG mm-hmm. days. I don't right. know if you remember those, Juan, but uh, it was uh, it, th- that was the big comp- competitive eSport at the time. Uh, yeah. Halo 3. I didn't, so I never got into the competitive scene that early, but obviously now with everything, I've kind of caught up to what mlg was but i did play halo i think it was halo 3 yeah but i never did the mlg stuff but it sounded like it was it was a blast for a lot of people i'll tell you what it was it was different you have all these land centers today um that are really modeled off of what those tournaments used to be i know me and my buddies would all get together you know eight of us all the way up to 16 of us we'd all bring our tvs all bring our xboxes uh to one person's house and and just play all night Play Halo. <laughs> <laughs> the all-nighters were the best, definitely. Those were the good old days, man. We'd, we'd get a lot of Doritos, a lot of grape soda, and uh, you know, just, just ride that sugar rush all the way definitely. through the night, getting really competitive. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that, uh, that competitive side of me, uh, that, that went right from sports all the way through uh, competitive gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, played, I played soccer since I was four or five years old throughout high school, played on big club teams, won national championship during high school. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. And then, and then, you know, did the whole recruiting thing for college and, and ended up at Temple University uh, where I played four years. So, and throughout all that time, video games were always a constant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems with athletes like it's always the the practice. I mean, at least I know it was with me and a lot of friends. It was a lot of practicing games, travel, video games, and off time, kind of just in repeat the whole time. <laughs> that that competitive nature doesn't doesn't stop when you leave the field. That's right. Just, so you gotta you gotta get that output somewhere. <laughs> right. But yeah, at Temple, um, you know, I think something we have in common is I, I studied accounting. Yep. Um, I actually started as a biology major, believe it or not. Okay. I was, interesting. I was, go- I was gonna go into dentistry. <laughs> okay, it, that's a that's a big change of field right there. I'll tell you what, my career has been full of big shifts. You know, I'm mm. I tend to be impulsive um, in my decision making, which which can work in my favor sometimes. Uh, and we'll talk about that when when we get to GamerPod. But right. uh, that that impulsive nature of my and decisive nature uh, has has helped me and uh, and taken me to some weird and interesting paths. So yeah, um, yeah, studied accounting, uh, graduated in 2015, and uh, from there I I went to Ernst and Young. There you uh, go. Which is something else I think we have in common. We do. We have a lot of common ground. It was funny talking to you yesterday <laughs> and, and learning all this. That, I'll tell you what, man, you're you're in for a treat. It's a it's a it's a fun adventure, but it's it's grueling for sure. I've heard, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so from there, um, 
I was at Ernst & Young for just about three years um, and decided to leave. I had a, an exciting opportunity to move out to Los Angeles, California mm-hmm. and join a startup and, and manage the sales team out there for the whole West Coast. Um, and that, that startup was a manufacturing startup. So we actually, we manufactured flexible packaging. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's, uh, it's, it's candy wrappers. Okay. <laughs> uh, but we were doing it in a, in a, in a new, uh, and exciting way using really state of the art technology and, and being able to solve a lot of the problems, uh, met by the industry out there. Interesting. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, it was different, but I think what that taught me for the most part was, uh, that I need to, uh, explore this entrepreneurial, uh, yearning that I have inside of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from there it was, the goal has always been and always will be to, to create something special and, and something innovative and, and lead my own business. Yeah. Which I think uh, we'll get into in a minute. I think you guys are on a, a solid start to that. So we like to think so. It's <laughs> it, it's definitely been fun. It's stressful, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask because I want to go to I, I don't know your college experience is just like I said. I think we have a lot of common ground. I find it interesting. Yeah. Um. So we'll chat on that just for a second. Then we're gonna hop into GamerPod. So at Temple, I mean, what was that like? You played soccer all four years. So I'm yep. sure that, you know, going to school and doing that, I mean, it was a lot of traveling, a lot of practice, a lot of, you know, workload management. I mean, how was that? Yeah, I mean, it's like taking on a full-time job. Um, whenever you're playing soccer in college, it's not like you're the, the football players or the basketball players that, as many people know, kind of have an easy an easy go about college and get a lot of help uh, from the teachers. And, <laughs> and <laughs> that that's as deep as we'll go into that. But uh yeah, it's, it, it was, uh, you know, accounting is not an easy degree. It's not, it's by no means, uh, you know, just a, a right. knock out of the park. Um, it, it can be difficult, but uh, luckily I had a bit of a knack for the accounting side and the finance side and, and just numbers in general. So that made right. it a little bit easier, but, you know, practicing three, four hours a day, dealing with injuries and physical therapy for you know a couple more hours each day and yeah. then getting to class and of course you want to be a college kid a little bit so trying right. to have a little bit of fun uh it's a, it's a lot to balance definitely definitely i mean i i think it probably was an awesome all-around experience I, I don't know i've always heard from my brother is a college athlete i've got a lot of cousins played college sports and you know, I think it definitely just teaches you so much. I mean, I think it's a huge, huge experience. So that's really cool that you, you were able to do that. Um, and then you were part of Beta Alpha Psi too, which is really cool. So for any listeners listening, if you don't know what Beta Alpha Psi is, this is now just er- us nerding out really quickly about this. <laughs> but it's basically just an honor society for accounting students. And it's, I believe it's nationally. So a lot of public universities and private universities have it. Um so how, yep. how was that there at Temple? Was, was that fun? For, like, did you enjoy Bed Office? I was interested to, to hear I, from you. You know, I was a part of a few different student professional organizations, Bed Office, as well as uh, IMAT, which okay. uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that one. It's a little bit smaller. I'm not, uh, no. But, you know, that was a great way to build my network. Uh, lots of pizza parties. Uh, yep. I'm sure you <laughs> experienced that as well. Uh, <laughs> I think I started just because I wanted some free pizza. Uh, but ended up getting 
you know, very involved. And, and really that's what led me to, uh, to getting my internship at Ernst and Young and then, and then landing a full-time job after that. It's just a great way to connect uh, it is, with, it is. with young professionals that are out there and, and in their career. Yeah, no, the, the accounting process with, with Bait Office Science and the recruitment, I mean, I've heard it across all different schools, just the recruitment process compared to so many other majors, it just makes it so much easier for the student to get connected with professionals. So I'm a big fan of it. I really enjoy oh, it. Yeah. So. I mean, I think I did a lot more learning during those Bait Alpha Psi meetings than I did in my actual classes. <laughs> yeah, so. learn a lot in them. You really do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's almost like you're getting real world experience, uh, you know, something you yeah. don't get in the classroom. Definitely, definitely. That's awesome. Well, I just want to chat about it real quick because I thought it was cool that we had that common ground and I haven't been able to do that with any other guests. So. Absolutely. Happy to oh. always talk about that. But so let's transition, though. Let's get into GamerPod, which is um, obviously the subject that a lot of listeners will be able to connect more with and, and I'm sure will be interested to learn about. Um, so I think just to start off, it'd be good is, you know, when did you get started on this journey with GamerPod? And then if after that, if you just want to explain really quickly, what exactly is GamerPod? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I told you when we talked last, uh, we started in June or July. Um, I went back and looked and, and we actually only got started in September. So oh, wow. you know, we're, we're a young company. Um, but things have moved really quick. Um, so just to kind of give you the background of, of how the idea came about, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was, I was in between, uh, I currently do consulting and I was in between, uh, two different projects and had some time to with, think with a clear head and just do, did some research. And I was actually hanging out on, uh, on TechCrunch um, on their website and came across, uh, an article about soundproof boots in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. I think uh, soundproof technology has come a long way and being able to apply it on a more micro scale is is a really interesting opportunity. Um, and right after I read that article, I actually ended up reading an article about land centers and, and, and live streaming. Um, and I just kind of had this brain blast. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was just sitting there and thinking, what if I combine the two? Right. Um, you know, I think a big issue that a lot of young gamers and and people who look up to live streamers like Ninja, like Shroud, like uh, Courage JD, all, all these big guys. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that they're met with is uh, this huge price point uh, to be able to deliver a, a high quality live stream. Right. Um, you know, I think everyone knows a game, a good gaming PC alone will cost you twenty five hundred dollars. Right. Uh, and you try to add the components to to be able to capture a, a smooth live stream and, and output that to your audiences uh, just adds to the price tag. So I thought, let's solve this issue. Let's let's explore this opportunity to, to take this soundproof te- technology and let's add uh, gaming and live streaming equipment to it uh, and see how we can deliver that to the public and make make live streaming more accessible. Right. And then we had GamerPod. <laughs> yeah, which which solves it. <laughs> it it does it does. Uh, it's it was an interesting journey though. You know, it was a lot of R and D. Um, after about uh, about a month, maybe two two or three weeks to a month, uh, I figured out that I just couldn't do it on my own. Um, so mm-hmm. I had to, I brought one of my buddies on, and uh, 
you know, my co-founder, uh, Dalton Carroll. He was one of my teammates in at, at Temple University. He nice. was my roommate there. <laughs> That's a good person to pick then. <laughs> yep. So I, I knew I needed someone I could trust and someone who, that I just knew would, would work their ass off. And, oh, right. sorry. I didn't mean to curse. No, no, you're good. Um, you're good. No worries. <laughs> um, and Dalton has a, a an audio engineering background, um, okay. so so he was really a perfect fit, and he kind of covered the soundproofing side, which I was less familiar with. Right. So it, it was it was a match made in heaven. <laughs> that's a, that's actually like a crazy fit, though, considering that's his background and that's essentially a big part of what you needed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dalton brings so so much to the table. Um, yeah, you know, just from the technical side with the soundproofing, I mean that's huge. But he's also an incredibly optimistic and and excitable dude. Mm -hmm. uh, and and you know we game together as well, so there that always go. helps. So we were always, you know, playing uh, on Xbox Live, playing Apex, playing Rocket League, and and we'd be talking about GamerPod and what our next move was and and what we need to get done done that week. So staying awesome. connected was. Uh, was easy <laughs> yeah no that's really cool that you guys were working on it while gaming and all that. that's that's exciting for sure for sure yeah he was he's, he's a good guy <laughs> and then so for anyone listening that hasn't seen it and i'll give it a quick jab and then you take it from there yeah so it's a gamer part is essentially uh, a capsule right that you step into and it's a full-on streaming setup ready to go for anyone to hop in and just go go away with it I mean, it, it, you hit the nail right on the head. It's a uh, it's a soundproof phone booth, so to speak. Um, that that's really the best thing to compare it to. And and inside we have a a, a high end gaming and streaming PC, dual monitors, uh, you know, Logitech G uh, mouse and keyboard, Blue Yeti microphone, webcam, everything you need to to just plug and play, uh, and and you know get your stream started. Right, which is amazing and exciting, especially like you're saying for those, because uh, I mean, if we're being honest, a lot of the people that want to get into live streaming right now and is gaming is a lot of the younger generation just because it's become so popular. Yeah. And, you know, obviously a lot of kids can't afford it on their own. Um, You know, a lot of time kids' parents either can't afford it or they don't get it and they don't want to drop, obviously, like you're saying, three, $4,000 overall on everything that it takes to run, yeah. you know, a state-of-the-art setup. So that's pretty cool that you can just step into it and it's got everything ready for you. And it's almost like you're kind of, because, you know, I've looked at it a lot on the pictures, it's almost like you're just kind of in your own little world when you're in there. Yeah, it definitely feels like you're, you're kind of in a fish tank and it's just you uh, your audience and, and your game. So it's, it's definitely, it's like walking into another world. It's pretty cool. That's exciting. Um, okay. So just, I want to get some off the top, more general things just so that as people are listening, they kind of can picture it and then we'll get into some of the deeper stuff. But so just real quick. So how much does it cost for someone to go in and, and use the gamer pod? So at Tap Esports, which is our, our where our first unit is at, it's it's four dollars an hour. It's the same rate as they're charging for the regular gaming station. Um, so you can use the same hours across their entire facility. Okay, perfect. And then as far as games, um, you know, what games are available to someone that were were to step in and and want to stream maybe their favorite game? Yeah. So right now, since we're we're just going to be placing these in in land centers gaming centers mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be whatever games they have in their library 
Okay. Um, so at Tap Esports, a lot of the big games are Apex, Fortnite, uh, League of Legends, PUBG. Um, you know, and that's just naming a few, but they have. I want to say 20 plus games yeah. in their library to play and you know, anything that most people would be playing. Right. Right. And shout out to Tap Esports, uh, Andrew and all of them. He's been a past podcast guest. So shout out to everything they're doing. Um, yep. <laughs> and all that. Um, okay, cool. So, so just quick overview in case anyone's listening and, you know, kind of wondering those things. Um, what, what I want to get into though, that I think is important and we've kind of touched on is it is a big goal really for you to have, regulars to come in and kind of be able to launch their streaming channel off of that is it to reach a lot of people um or kind of how does gamer pod serve as a platform for maybe those that can't afford that streaming setup that we're talking about just yet yeah i mean you know our big mission is is to make live streaming accessible for everybody um i think there's three main groups that we're trying to appeal to it's it's people that just want to try it out and see what it's like. Um, so people that have no streaming experience at all, um, mm-hmm. they can pop in, pay $4 an hour, try it for two hours. Maybe they like it and they come back and, and, and do it a lot more. Maybe they just do it every once in a while. Maybe they don't do it ever again, but it right. gives people the opportunity to just give it a try. Uh, the second group of people is, is people that just want to enhance their stream. So, you know, I think at, in any, any given month in 2019, Twitch saw as many as three and a half million unique streamers uh, on the platform each month. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say 95% of those, and that's just shooting in the dark, but just right. out of observation, 95% of those just aren't delivering a professional quality stream. So whether they don't have a webcam, they don't have uh, yeah. good output, good resolution, uh, good sound quality. Uh, this solves that issue. This gives them the opportunity to deliver a better stream to their audience and and really enhance their stream. Mm-hmm. And then the third group is established veteran streamers that are just on the road. Um, as as you may or may not know, Ninja uh, made a comment about a year back that he was afraid to travel uh, for a day because right. he wouldn't be able to stream, wouldn't be able to connect with his audience, and and if he can't stream, then that's that's lost audience and lost revenue. So uh, this gives them a, an opportunity to to have a place to stream whenever they're on the road so they can do your meet and greets or go to tournaments, go to conventions. Right. No, that definitely I want to break down I want to break down those last two points because I think those are so important. So the first one, obviously like you're saying, you can and I'm sure listeners listening kind of know this, but you can obviously stream straight off your PlayStation straight to Twitch. You can stream off your Xbox straight to Mixer and, you know, no face cam, anything like that. Your microphone's just your headset and you can stream. But like you're saying, for those that are trying to make it a career and with how big of a form of entertainment it's becoming to where it's not just gameplay, it's, you know, facial reactions, it's expressions, it's, you know, it's the whole thing. Um, you know, notifications, all that. A lot of streamers, like you're saying, just don't have that because it costs money to set it up and all that. So I think that's the big thing for a lot of people is that, yeah, maybe they could, you know, turn on their PS4 and stream straight to Twitch, but they don't have the whole setup and, and yeah. exciting, you know, yeah, I, atmosphere. I, I think if you look at, you know, if you're just going and browsing any given game, so you're browsing Fortnite um, and Twitch for any, the, any listeners that don't don't know, Twitch will sort uh, 
the streamers that they recommend whenever you're browsing a game, they'll sort by number of viewers. Mm-hmm. If you look at the top 10% of streamers, so the, the top 10% of people that have the most viewers, I would say almost all of them, if not all of them, have a webcam. Um, right. And uh, it, it's just become a, necess- a necessity if you if you want to get any traction. It's all about connecting with your viewers. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're giving an opportunity to to make that easier. Definitely. Definitely. No, I agree with you. Um, And then that last point, I think, is just as huge. You know, like you're saying, if you've got a popular content creator, um, I believe, you know, even the 100 Thieves house that they're throwing up in California, that they're, you yeah. know, they're putting that new office you know, they did the same thing. They put in streaming. I don't know if it's a pod like this or what exactly it'll look like, but it's for when, you know, people like Tim, the Tapman Ninja, whoever comes through on the road can still stream. So the fact that you guys now have a platform like that, where if, you know, a popular content creator is coming to Philadelphia for whatever reason, and they need a pro setup, you know, now they go to tap esports and they see your guys products. So, yeah, I mean, I think the alternative is, uh, is the land centers can undergo construction and undergo uh, the loss of revenue generating uh, gaming stations and and build out a room. Uh, and, and that's just not in the cards and just not something that these land centers are ready for. So we yeah. come in with that with that solution for not only the land center, but also for the traveling veteran streamer. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, that's really cool. Okay, so I want to talk about the engineering of the gamer pod, because I think it's really cool. And I'm interested to kind of know how you guys came up with the design. <laughs> you know, I'm sure, you know, you, I know you told me yesterday, there's a lot of R and D that got done kind of developing it. So if you just want to touch on that, I think that'd be pretty cool to hear about. Yeah. Oh man. It, uh, well, it started, we, we, we were searching on the market for a good shell. Um, like I said, you know, the, the open workspace, uh, has become incredibly popular uh in the in the 2010s um mm-hmm. which you know brought along this problem that when people want to take phone calls when people want some privacy it's hard to find that so uh companies started engineering these soundproof uh phone booths uh is really is was really the goal of them so people can take phone calls in private um so what we did is is we searched the market and found a good shell um, that we could then, you know, do major modifications and, and bring, uh, a stream to life. So adding the monitors, uh, getting the right desk size, getting the right seat in there, putting a green screen in, um, and fitting all of this into an incredibly, uh, <laughs> incredibly tight quarters. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, our, our, our gamer pod is only four feet wide by four feet deep. Um, so 16 square feet and as a lot of people know you, you, you typically have a desk that's six feet wide to, to set up a, a stream setup or a streaming rig so right. uh, a lot of it was just trying to fit everything in there and maintaining the soundproof environment so kind of balancing the two uh, and not neither of us have any you know furniture manufacturing background so uh, <laughs> you know, just searching the web, trying to find the right pieces, making modifications to those pieces. It was, uh, uh it was pretty stressful, but, um, we eventually got it right. I think. Yeah. Was, so was it just kind of a group effort of researching and designing it together or did you have someone that 
was good at that. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that'd be pretty <laughs> tough to put together, you know? Um, so it was, it was kind of me making the, uh, the executive decisions and, and okay, I got going the right direction. And then, you know, a lot of Dalton and I texting at three in the morning because we couldn't <laughs> sleep and trying to figure out, uh, you know, where to put the PC and, you know, uh, trying to find the right desk height. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was a lot. Um, you know, we actually ended up building it. Um, so we, we got the shell delivered to us. Um, and we actually built it, built the first gamer pod, uh, at Dalton's alma mater high school. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> they had a, they have a garage there and we, uh, we, we designed and built the pod there. Um, it, it wasn't a clean space. It wasn't glamorous. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, but some of the best companies were built, were started in garages. That's yeah. what we like to say. So <laughs> definitely. No, I mean, I think, I think you guys, this whole idea, I'm really excited about it. I, mean, I think you guys are on the money with something like this. So no, it's cool to hear the stories. You know, I think that's what also makes the product so cool is hearing, you know, you guys working really hard on this, wherever it was. Um, so how I want to know, or as much as you remember, how long did it take once, I guess, maybe you had the shell delivered? Did it take a couple of days, a couple of weeks? Or I mean, how long did it take you guys to put this thing together? Yeah, it took us it took us about two weeks, okay. um, you know, just moonlighting. We were working at night and then working on the weekends. Obviously, Dalton and I still uh, have our day jobs, um, but, yeah, you know, we put in a lot of time. This is this is the industry that we're passionate about. So it was easy right. to put in the time. You know, we were excited about it. We think the idea is great. And we think, you know, we're uh, we're providing the public a, an opportunity that, that they wouldn't get otherwise. So uh, it took us about two weeks of, of working in evenings and on the weekends. And, you know, we ran into issues. Uh, we thought we had it all figured out and had our design <laughs> plans. And uh, we had to pull some audibles uh, a couple times. Uh, and that was pretty stressful, but lots yeah. of runs to to Best Buy and Home Depot, and uh, you know, we threw some stuff away that right. <laughs> that wasn't cheap. But uh, I think we came in, you know, this first one is was our prototype, so mm -hmm. uh, I think we were incredibly efficient and uh, both in time and in in waste. So yeah. uh, it came out. Almost better than we could have expected, I think. <laughs> That's awesome. No, and I'm sure looking back, once you guys, this keeps going forward, I, I, those stories, I feel like, are what's going to make it feel so special and, and so cool. So that's that's always awesome to hear about. Um, okay. And so we kind of got the design and the engineering of the Gamer Pod. Um, I definitely wanted to hear about that. And I think that'd be cool for also people to just hear about how you guys worked on it. Um, so now I just want to talk about what is it actually when you step into the pod, you know, for anyone listening, what can they expect? And then, you know, I know you guys also had the really exciting news with the sponsorship. So I'll let you touch on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, you, you walk into tap esports or in the future, you walk into whatever land center, the gamer pod is, is stationed. And, uh, you know, you typically we'll be running through GG leap, um, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, GG Leap is essentially a portal for you to sign in you and can purchase hours to play um, on any given uh, PC or game console. Mm -hmm. um, so what you do is you, you step into the pod, take a seat, um, you sign into GG Leap. What you'll do is open up Streamlabs OBS 
at least that's what we recommend uh, as far as getting your stream started. Um, Streamlabs OBS is is broadcast software that a lot of the the major Twitch streamers and and Mixer and Facebook Gaming and and all mm-hmm. of those other streamers will use uh, to broadcast their their gameplay uh, out to their audience. Um, so you'll open that up. You'll open uh, the game that you want to play up, and then you'll adjust some of the settings, uh, get them all dialed in the way you'd like, adjust your sound, adjust your your camera angle, and all that. Um, then you go live. Uh, it's it's actually pretty easy. So yeah, you'll go live, and uh, and and your stream will be started, and you'll start to be able to connect to people. Um, within this within the gamer pod, we have. I think I mentioned earlier, but you know we're gonna we have all high-end uh, peripherals. So, you know we have a 160 hertz uh, gaming monitor. We have uh, you know a monitor to to monitor your stream uh, and have Streamlabs OBS opened up. We have a Blue Yeti microphone, uh, Logitech uh, mouse and keyboard, and we have a green screen as well behind you. So you'll be able to to really deliver that that high end looking stream where we you can eliminate the background. Right. Um, to touch on this whole Logitech thing that happened, uh, it's actually a pretty interesting story. Um, so I've mentioned my my partner Dalton. Dalton's a very ambitious guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we start doing some reach out looking for some local sponsors. And Dalton came to me one day and said, hey, I uh, I decided to to reach out to uh, the VP and GM of gaming at, at Logitech on LinkedIn. And quite frankly, I was just like, Dalton, what, why are you wasting your time with that? Like, these guys aren't going to talk to us. Uh, and lo and behold, uh, a couple of days later, they got back to us and wanted to set up a meeting uh, to talk about what we're doing. Um, so... We set up a meeting, got on the phone with them, told them about GamerPod, and and they told us that they recently had some acquisitions. They they actually acquired Streamlabs OBS and acquired Blue Yeti microphones, and they were really looking for an opportunity to be able to showcase all of their peripherals all together as well as their software. Um, and and I guess they believe that GamerPod is a is a perfect opportunity for that. Um, so. From there, they told us that they're going to help us out and uh, they're going to throw a bunch of their equipment in, the, in our future gamer pods. And in exchange, they asked that we uh, put one of our gamer pods in their headquarters in San Francisco uh, for their guys to to get a feel for it and, and mm-hmm. see what it's like. So we're going to be putting one in there uh, towards the end of Q1 of this year or nice. 2020. So. Uh, just a couple of months, so we're uh, we're putting a bit of a deadline on ourselves, but we can't wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I mean, first off, congrats because that's a Thanks. huge yeah yeah that's a huge sponsorship opportunity. I mean, et cetera, just to to land something like that with Logitech, that's incredible. Um, I I think it's just funny because you know LinkedIn just continues to become very popular. <laughs> LinkedIn, I, I think a lot of people are still kind of sleeping on LinkedIn. Um, so that's hilarious that he reaches out to someone of, you know, a high position and gets a response. And then, you know, long story short, like you're saying, here you guys are now with a sponsorship from Logitech. Um, A good friend has told me over and over again, you got to shoot your shot. So absolutely. Dalton definitely took his shot. (laughs) That's great. No, no, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn and, and I just think the fact that 
you have so many people like that that are in a high position that they get these messages and, and they respond. You know, I think a lot of people are kind of easily accessible on there right now. Yeah. Um, but no, that's really cool. And I mean, it's exciting too that not only are they sponsoring you guys with the equipment, but then now you get to go put one in their headquarters. I mean, I think that's really cool too. So. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think you know just as well as I do. Um, you know, any opportunity to build your network and expand your network is is an opportunity you should take. So we're right. excited to get out there and just get to know those guys and build our network in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's awesome. Well, so we touched on this. So you know, you mentioned the first gamer pod is at Tap Esports Center, which is in Philadelphia, um, where you, where you guys are located. So something I want to touch on, and this might be future plans. I don't even know timeline what is yeah. this is for you guys, but you know, what are your future goals of GamerPod? You know, do you want it to be in other locations outside of Philadelphia? Do you want it in just land centers? You know, kind of what are you guys thinking? Without, you know, I don't want to get into your business plans, but just as much <laughs> as you can talk. <laughs> no, it's all good. Hey, we're happy to talk about it. Um, yeah, so. You know, obviously we're from Philadelphia. We're very proud of our of, of having our first unit in Philadelphia. Um, there's a couple of their land centers we'd like to get into here and and expand our reach here in Philadelphia. But we're certainly not not limiting ourselves to that. I think there's an opportunity uh, just in the industry. That, uh, this industry is growing like crazy. It's it's growing exponentially, and and it's an opportunity to to build a brand. So we're trying to extend our reach and get into as many uh, land centers throughout the country um, as quick as possible. We're yeah. we're really, you know, uh, we're coming around with our second round of builds, uh, Q1. Obviously, we're getting one into, into Logitech HQ. Um, but hopefully that opens up some doors out on the West Coast as well, where you know as well as I do, uh, that's, that's the epicenter of this industry. So. Right. We're, we're ready to go wherever, <laughs> so, uh, but it, our focus is definitely on land centers first. Uh, we have plans to, to branch out from there, but, uh, you know, we know that our niche is, is, is in the land centers and that's where our target audience is really, uh, concentrated. So that's where our focus is right now. Gotcha. That makes sense. And, and the great thing about that is there's so many land centers that are beginning to just pop up all over the country. They're so popping up all over the place. Yeah. More and more and more. I mean, and people that have land centers now are are looking to build more facilities. Um, the demand is just so high. Right. Right. And, and for those land centers, because and to just talk on the innovation of GamerPod, because I've seen the land centers where they'll have, you know, a whole separate room that was originally intended for a streaming room. But like you were kind of touching on that takes up now more square footage that takes up you know, for the most part, an entire room. So I think as your guys' name and brand continues to get out there and people say how innovative and convenient it is to just have that actually in the center and it not take up, you know, those resources in that space. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys have a, a big opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you make an interesting point. I think, uh, it, it takes away all these gaming stations and the beautiful thing about, about GamerPod is that, uh, we charge the same price. So there's nothing stopping anyone from just, uh, going in there and gaming. They don't even need to be uh, live streaming. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just want a private space uh, to just be them in their game. Um, so because we take up such little space, you know, we're taking up about the same amount of space as any of the given gaming stations. So you're any single PC, 
you know, it's uh, it's not lost revenue for for the land center. Right. Right. No, definitely. That's awesome. Um, and so I'm interested and, and I have this question actually because I was Instagram stalking you guys kind of researching <laughs> a little bit more for the episode and I saw someone ask this in your comments. So I want to talk to you about it is, you know, future wise, will there ever be a gamer pod for someone's home? Uh, yeah, there absolutely will be. Uh, okay. Gamer pod home is something that we've been uh, discussing internally and uh, starting a bit of R&D. Uh, obviously, our focus is on on the uh, commercial version. Uh, right. But, you know, GamerPod Home is definitely something that there's a need in the market for it, as well as GamerPod Go is something that we're exploring as well. Um, so definitely in the works and definitely will happen eventually. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm sorry. I can't I don't know what the price point's going to be. <laughs> right. Because right. <laughs> um, these, these certainly aren't cheap to manufacture. Right. Uh, so we're looking to to build a, a less costly version um, that's easier to install into the home. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, that would be exciting, um, you know, down down the road to see how you guys, you know, not only branch out in land centers, but to also see if, you know, it makes it into people's homes or on the go. That sounds really cool, too. So, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think moms and, and wives and husbands and fathers are uh, are tired of hearing uh their in-house streamer screaming at, at their PC. So this uh, is true. Sound, a soundproof environment might be beneficial. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. That's awesome. Um, and then as far as, because you guys, obviously, like we've said, you have the one in tap esports right now. Um, you know, while I'm sure it's good feedback, you know, I was just kind of interested, you know, what have people that have come through the center and, you know, they've hopped in the gamer pod, you know, I mean, what have people thought of it so far? I mean, the, the reception has been incredible. Um, we have a few streamers that uh, are, are just regulars uh, going two or three times a week uh, streaming for three, four, five, six plus hours uh, at a time and, and just enjoying every second of it. Uh, it's a great way for them to, to get started and build their audience. And, and we're seeing that happen. Um, you know, we've had our we've had our complaints uh, and, you know, we try to act quickly and, and correct mm -hmm. those and, and make them easier and uh, make, make getting the stream started easier, which is, is one thing we've ran into is, uh, the initial setup, getting your first stream going, there's always some hiccups. So, um, educating the, the tap esports, uh, uh, staff has been, been really helpful. And the crew there at tap esports, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't ask to work with any better guys. So Andrew's been great. Uh, Peter's yeah. been great as well. And, uh, you know, they they put a lot of faith in us um, and gave us a great opportunity. So I can't thank those guys enough. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's something that's really cool and unique right now about and I've talked about this in past episodes is just that in esports or gaming, you know, either industry right now, it's just so cool how a lot of people are coming together in collaborations and just supporting one another and lifting one another up and, and just working together to just bring the industry all together forward. Um, you know, obviously other, it's still a competitive industry and everyone still individually wants to do well, but I think that there's a genuine want to see it all grow together that you don't see that in other industries. And, and I just think that's something really cool. And that's just another, you know, attestation to that. So, yeah, I mean, everyone is so incredibly supportive. I think there's so much room for growth for everybody that's in the industry currently. And, uh, you know, we're going to look back at this 10, 10 years from now and, 
And the guys that were there now working in the industry are going to be, you know, industry veterans at the time and lots of newcomers and, uh, you know, building that network and being supportive of everyone's growth, I think is so important, especially in, uh, you know, when you go online in video games and it's so toxic, it's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing how supportive everyone can be that's working on the business side. (laughs) Yeah. You you, you get some, you do some random, you know solo games duo games you know all that sort of stuff you get some interesting people usually that get in there that's that competitive spirit man it It is brings the worst out of people sometimes (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome well i mean i think what you guys are doing is incredible and i think this is going to go so far and i'm I'm interested to see you know how 2020 goes for you guys and even just beyond that it's going to be fun to to keep up with and and watch um uh, so we'll start to wind down the episode here in a minute but Typically, before we go into the lightning round at the end, I always just kind of open the floor to the guests. So, you know, to you and if there's anything we didn't cover that you want to chat on real quick or, or kind of highlight that we maybe didn't highlight as much. Um, definitely want to give you that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, the only message I really have is is for anyone out there that's even considering uh, getting into streaming or, or thinks that they might be good at it. Get into a gamer pod, start streaming on your Xbox, on your PlayStation, do whatever you have to do, just you know, make sure your dreams stay in front of you and, and stay visible because uh, being passionate about what you work on is is incredibly important. Definitely. I second that. That's that's a good, good words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Sam, what we do here at the end, it's called the Lodges Light 7. So it's just seven oh fun and easy questions. So get ready <laughs> <laughs> um, to just, you know, let the listeners a little bit more about you on the personal side and kind of just wind down this whole thing. So for sure. The first question I have for you is, what is your favorite place that you have traveled to? Oh, man, I'd say Bonaire. Um, it's, an, it's a small island down by Aruba. Uh, I'm a scuba diver myself. Uh, okay. So that's kind of a, a scuba diver's heaven is down in Bonaire. There's no sharks, which is uh, great to not have that fear in the back of your head. <laughs> See, I didn't know you were a scuba diver. So now, now we figured that out. <laughs> yeah, I've been on over 100 dives. So. Really? Okay. And I got to try it. It seems you, like you so absolutely much fun. need to. You absolutely need to. I've swam with some big sharks too. I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that, but it's definitely cool. That's interesting. That's really cool. <laughs> okay. Um, what was your favorite childhood TV show? Oh man, probably Hey Arnold. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's a classic. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely up there. Oh, <laughs> um, nice. Okay. What profession other than your own would you like to try? Oh man, I'd love to be a professional soccer coach. Okay. Takes another one of my passions into play and, uh, keep me feeling like a kid longer. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have like a, a favorite team that like, if you know, you could be the coach, you'd be the coach. Oh, I'm a Manchester United fan through and through. Okay. Okay. There you I'd, go. I'd take them to the championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, fourth question is what is your favorite cereal? If you're a cereal fan. Favorite cereal, probably Reese's Puffs. Okay, that's solid. Solid pick. (laughs) So I have this question in there because I have like this weird addiction to cereal. I don't know. I've always had a lot of it since I was a kid. So I've actually like discovered two new cereals by asking this question because I guess there's different cereals in different parts of the U.S. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) it's been interesting to hear people's answers. (laughs) Well, what's your favorite? (laughs) 
I don't know what my favorite. I have too many. Is the problem? Why are you asking me such a hard question? <laughs> <laughs> my go. I'll tell you my go-to's though are like really plain and original. Is like Honey Nut Cheerios, Frosted Flakes, and then like Cocoa Puffs. But you I know. got two out of three of those in my in my cabinet upstairs. So. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, nice. Okay, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh man. Uh, biggest pet peeve is, is people driving while on their cell phones. There you go. If I drive next to someone and they're on their cell phone, I lay on my horn just to let them know they're doing something wrong. <laughs> Which is too many people. <laughs> I'm on my horn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Um, this is kind of the, the deeper question of the set, but who would you say has been the most influential person in your life so far? Oh man, that's tough. Um, whew. you're putting me on the spot on that one. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably say my father. Okay. Um, he's been incredibly supportive of me, uh, through my changes of career, uh, you know, jumping out to the West coast and back to the East coast. Uh, it's, it's right. hard to, as a parent, I'm sure to get behind that, but, but he's been supportive. Absolutely. That's awesome to hear. Um, and then the last question Kind of a fun one is what would you say is your favorite video game of all time? And if that's too tough, then we can break it down into what was your favorite video game as a child or past and kind of what's your favorite one right now? I think Halo 3 has had the most impact on me. Um, I'd probably put a couple thousand hours into that. Brought a lot of me and my friends uh, close together and, and built lifelong friendships uh, as a result of that. So Halo that's 3. Cool. That's awesome. No, that's great to hear. Um, well, that wraps up the Logic Light 7. You did good, honestly, compared to other guests. You, you got through them pretty, <laughs> pretty solid. So. Thanks, man. Yeah. It was fun. Awesome. That's awesome to hear. Um, so, Sam, I mean, thank you again for, for coming on here and, and chatting, you know, just about your, your personal story, everything you're doing with GamerPod. Um, I think there's a lot of people that are, are really interested in what you guys are doing, and this will hopefully be beneficial to them to listen to and, and learn more about you guys. Um, definitely want to give you the quick opportunity to shout out, you know, the website, the socials, you know, where everybody can find you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Check us out on GamerPod.com. That's G-A-M-R-P-O-D.com. Uh, and also check us out on Instagram at GamerPod. Awesome. Well, there you go. Um, this was a fun way to wrap up the year, you know. Uh, great last episode. So thank you again. Um, and to all the listeners, you know, if you're a new listener, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, and had a fun time hearing to all our past listeners that have been, you know, keeping up the last couple of months as this thing has gotten going. Really appreciate it. All the reviews, um, all that sort of stuff. And we will see you in the new year for another episode of the Lodges podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a five star rating. If you've enjoyed this, you can find us on social media at Lodges underscore financial. Please go check out our social pages where you can find lots of other great content committed to gaming and esports. This is also the best place to be kept up to date with everything going on at Lodges. Thanks, and you were just listening to The Lodges Podcast.